can hang. Got more. Stretch marks than these hoes. Hollin' they got rank. See Sega ain't in this new world altar. Them experimenting in Atlanta, Georgia. United Nations overseas. Train assassins. Do search and seize. Ain't knocking or asking. The common folk. Niggas like me. Put white trash like they. Tricks like her. Back in slavery. Concentration camps. Space with gas pipelines. Infernos out those like they had back when they don't. Listen to me now, believe me later on in the future. Look at up, ready, see. In the constitution, that in your bitch of a race war, places like Operation Heartbreak Hotel, Mormon's Tale, until got tight vent, still off this bell. They'll say it's fake, no mercy. Fool, you should be my least worries. Got a deal with W2 10 99 on Mark Black Helicopter, swoop down and try to put missiles in mines. Who's that kicking in my window? A gate with the serial code was put up next They claim that this community is so drug free But it don't look that way to me Cause I can see the young girls hanging out at the store 24-7 drunk is looking for a hit of the blow It's powerful, oh you know what else they trying to do Make a curfew, especially for me and you The traces of the new world order Time is getting shorter If we don't get prepared, people, it's gonna be a soda My mind won't allow me to not be curious My folk don't understand so they don't take it serious But every now and then I wonder if the gate was put up to keep crime out of keep our ass in One, two, the two, the three, the four Them dirty red dogs done hit the door And they got everybody on their hands and knees And they ain't gon' leave until they find them kids Now if Dirty Bill Clinton fronted me some weight Told me keep two, bring him back eight And I only brought him five and stuck his ass three Think that clamp of the sickest goons on me? See Martel Hong, that's my claim to fame. That's where I learned my slickest tricks in the dope the gang. Like my favorite, I call it lemon head delight. When you lick off all the yellow and you sell the white. Right, when the pimpin' be his pussy, I be being that wide receiver. That nigga the B.I.G. will make y'all niggas believers. Sippin' on Quavo Gold off in the club, drunk as fuck. Callin' them hoes bitches and smokin' my weed up when I'm too sober. Yeah, older now I'm almost legal. Wanted to live the life of Cadillacs and Pollas and Regals. Fuckin' around with hoes, bustin' nuts in their mouth. Fuckin' that same southern slang, lookin' for love off in your jaw, home. See, powder get you hyper, reefer makes you calm. Cigarettes give you cancer, who woos make you dumb. What you niggas know about the dirty side? What you niggas know about the dirty side? My next guests are a legendary hip-hop group from the South. Their songs such as Cell Therapy are more relevant than ever. While they were just rapping about their current situation at the time, we can now look back at lyrics such as Who's That Peeking in My Window as warning signs for times to come. These members are just as strong and gifted individually as they are as a group, which include Timo, Kujo, Big Gip, and CeeLo Green. It's my great honor to present... Laid in his final resting place He had such a peaceful expression on his face My vision's buried from crime But it ain't hard to see that At any given time it could have been me It's about 90 degrees outside But yet I feel like I'm froze The ceremonies come to a close I toss some rolls Just can't seem to walk away yet mm, I don't fuck around and got up sick But it ain't nothing we can do It's bigger than me and you One day our time coming too Ain't no use in being sad Leaving him was probably the best gift he ever had We should be glad Maybe his life was something that he had to give To show me that I need to be responsible by how I live I won't complain about my pain But I just ain't gonna let my nigga die in vain So Bean, I'm gonna make it for you The cycle that these young black men keep going through I'm gonna break it for you And start taking care of me And me consist of all my friends and my family From now on Till I'm gone, I'm gone. Born into these crooked ways I never even asked to come So now I'm living in the days I struggle and fight to stay alive Hoping that one day I earn a chance to die Paul Bearer to this one Paul Bearer to that one Can't seem to get the grip Cause my palms sweat
Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have four very special guests from the legendary hip-hop group, Goody Mob. I got Timo, Kujo, Big Gip, and CeeLo Green. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, see? This is dope, too, because I've... I'd love to see you guys in person. You guys were supposed to be here on tour, but because of the quarantine, this is how we had to set it up. But it's crazy because you guys are all the way on the East Coast, and I'm here I'm here in Seattle, and it's, it's only 1 o'clock here, and it's like 4 o'clock for you guys. So you guys have had like a, a full day already. Oh, yeah. yeah. About time to wind down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll go from – because the screen for me, it's uh, it starts from – I'll go left to right. So I'll start with Timo. How how are you managing with this quarantine? Oh man, I'm managing pretty solid, man. I've been blessed and you know highly favored to have room to move around. Whole family to have their own little space, so you know we spaced out pretty good, man. Uh, it's lovely. I can't complain about nothing. I've been playing a whole lot of golf, man. You know, getting my strokes down. Pretty wow. solid. <laughs> <laughs> wow, guys! Let's do it. I'm gonna say getting his strokes down. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been doing some, I've been doing some different kind of strokes. Different. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! That did it out, boy. Timo, it's never too late to be the next Tiger Woods. You know, you, you, you can still work on it. You'll come out the next Tiger Woods by the end of this quarantine. You know. Oh yeah, oh, two skills. That's so you know, folk joke about it. They think it's funny, man, until they see this game, man, and they take yeah. it serious, man. So, you know, I'm 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 loading up right now. I'm getting ready, man. I got a full plate on my hand, man. A real full. I. <laughs> it's it's. Have you got so you? That's good that you're spaced out because like my family, we have a decently sized house and there's a lot of nature out here, but we're already getting like cabin fever. Have you not experienced that at all yet? No, nah, we don't really get Captain Fever. Everybody, you know, do their own thing. My daughter, she's a teenager, so she stay on the phone with her friends. <laughs> both of them. My son, a teenager, so he stay on the video game with his friends all around the world. He playing with folk all in Argentina and Brooklyn, New York, and all over the world. All mm. night. You know, my little bitty bitty baby, she just watch cartoons and eat snacks all day and go to sleep. You know what I mean? So. More good at that time, you know. I, I'm sitting here in the studio and write records, trying to write on a new good album, get my little verse down and stuff. And then I leave here and hit the range, man. Go as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm going straight to the range, putting about a good hour or so in. And it's some serious gonna have my when we get let us out this quarantine, it's going all the way digital. Believe no. it's funny. Um, so for every single artist that I interview or guest, whoever it is. I make a, a personalized intro for them and also a, a personalized cover art. And uh, last night um, I was working on your guys' cover art and uh, I, I found this picture of you guys probably like late 90s. It's like this black and white photo of you guys all against a, a wall and like two of you guys are like this, like touching hands. And, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. You guys recently, I think it was recent, you guys took a photo on a couch where um, – CeeLo's in like a red suit and the rest of you guys are in black suits. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, <laughs> basically, I photoshopped your present faces onto the black and white photo and made made the your present faces black and white also. So it looks like you guys in the present, but in the in the 90s. It looks man, like let me see it, man. Let me see it, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll send, I'll send you that guys after the interview. It looks really okay. good, actually. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, uh, how, how have you been managing this quarantine? You know, um, it's been all right, man. But just looking at the the, the um the situation other people going through, man, it just kind of really got you got me kind of just really just really sad a little bit, man. Just feeling the hurt with everybody out here, man. People losing their jobs and you know what I'm saying not enough money out here for the small business, you know, and all the big business stopping up all the money, man. It's just a, a real surreal type feeling really right now. You know, it's just, um, man, it's just hunkering down, man, and just keeping the faith right now, man. So I can't complain, man. You know, shit could be worse right now. You know what I'm saying? Could sure. be could be a little worse, but I'm maintaining, Brody. Just make sure you're washing your hands, and that's that's, that's all you can do right now. 
I don't I don't wash the lines off my hands all man. I ain't no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There you go. <laughs> I cool, man. <laughs> so what about you, Gibbs? How are you managing? I'm pretty cool, man. Uh getting to spend a lot of time with mama, uh family, uh my daughter grown, so she she in the street. Um <laughs> It's really good. It's really good, man. Um, we ain't doing nothing, man. Yeah, it is what it is. We got to live through it. We're going to get through it. It's cool. Um, I've noticed, like, on social media, everyone's um, everyone's growing out their quarantine beards. I don't know if you've uh, seen Kevin Hart or DJ Khaled lately, but DJ Khaled needs a haircut really bad. He's got, like, a bushy oh, gray beard. I see yours coming in pretty nice, too. <laughs> Uh, well, that looked like a. Uh, well, he looked. Yeah, he looked like a real Arab now. His stage name before DJ Khaled was a uh, Arab Attack, so he had, wow. to, he had to change that. <laughs> that. That's probably who we see with all the hair. <laughs> so you've been braiding your hair for like how long? You been braiding your hair for now? Like it has to be like thirty years, twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, got, I ain't got no haircut since high school, man. Oh shit! I came, since I came out of the box fade. Dang. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, you know, I ain't cut it some. Being on tour and this, and didn't have nobody to do it. I didn't tow my hair out, so it's like I'm just regrowing it now. It's good though. Mm. Healthy now. I'm glad I'm at home. I can take yes. care of it. <laughs> I've been using um Jamaican black castor oil. It's so good in your hair, and I've mm. I've been growing out my hair for like two years now. It's been going really long because I'm I'm mixed with Italian, so like my hair is like really thick and it grows super long. Oh man, I know the girls like it, don't <laughs> Curls for the girls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, CeeLo? How are you managing? Pretty good, no complaints. Uh, I actually wanted to uh, uh, second what what Joe was saying. I basically felt the same way. You know what I mean? Like fortunately for us, man. Like you know. Um, We've had, you know, success in our lives and our careers, and they've advantaged us, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, we have the luxury of, of, of certain amenities and certain necessities that people don't have. And so, therefore, you know, just a, a, a feeling of compassion and empathy goes out to those who may just happen to be less fortunate. But other than that, I'm saying, like, no complaints. God is good. Life is fair. And this is pass. Well, you, you, guys, you guys have to give yourself credit for sure. You guys put in a lot of work and – made great connections, made amazing albums and singles. So, like, you guys definitely deserve the positions in life you guys are in right now, you know? So, Well, we appreciate that. We're glad you think so. Thank you. Thank you. So one of my first questions is, after, like, one thing that I do to make sure that I, I never, like, beat the, beat the horse over and over when it comes to, like, asking questions with people or anything like that, I make sure I listen to everyone's interviews. So, like, yesterday <laughs> – I spent six to eight hours listening to all your guys' interviews as, as the mob together and separately. Like, like um, some of you guys are on the Drink Champ. Some of you guys are on DJ Vlad. And then um, that one, there's, this one, there's this one channel that you guys have been all been on. is like Be High ATL or something like that. So I watched that as well. Oh, yeah. And um, a question that I have is after, like, listening through all your music and – it never really seemed like, like how do you how do you guys figure out how to have everyone in the group have their own image and their own voice? Because of course everyone knows CeeLo for like the "Forget You" song, and he he has all these great hits under his belt. But when I listen back to your music, it never felt like there was one person standing out. Like CeeLo, honestly, he was when a lot of your songs, he was one of like the last verses. It wasn't yeah. like you're like, oh, CeeLo is the spotlight of our whole group. So how do you guys go about managing your like relevance and image and voice and all that? I'll start from Timo and work my way back down to CeeLo. Um, I'll just say, um, if you go back to the origins of Goody Mob, um, we all had first taste of uh, the being featured on Outkast's first album, Southern Playlist and Cadillac. But before then, all of us, so we're rapping on our own accord, you know, me and Kuto Goody, you know, we're together, you know, Goody, and then we had the Lumberjacks, then we had uh, 
Gip was doing chain game and CeeLo was all doing our thing at the time. When we met up with Rico Wade and the folks at the dungeon. You know, we right. just asked over there just to get some tracks. You know, we didn't know that they had so much under their belt they could help, you know, springboard our careers, you know, in a major way. So really saying that, you know, everybody just kind of was, was doing it. You know, nobody, none of us were, were actually just, you know, following next, man. We all just love music and love hip-hop and love the game and love the business of it. And, you know, we all were aspiring artists at that time, you know. Shoot, and all that sounds like me and Cujo actually went, we back in, in his group one day, you know, at uh, the warehouse, you know what I'm saying? So we was all on our own accord for music. But saying that, you know, if if one of us was, was trying to bring each other in or something, then that would kind of be, get a spotlight to the person bringing us all in. But we all met Rico and Ray and Pat on our own accord and all went to the dungeon on our own accord. And we're all inspired and motivated through them and with them on our own foot. So that kind of gives us our own identity in the group. For sure. You know, so saying that, that that's just how the inspiration of the individuality, you know, came about. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it, each, each one of us just tried to play a role in making good and more what it was. You know, and, and if it wasn't for Ian Burke, I don't know if you ever even see it like you see it. You know, one with a whole lot of criminal interviews a lot, but I'm going to raise the flag for the man because the one for him, you probably wouldn't even see this four-man group like this. You know what I'm saying? But that man, you know, took the time to thought, think it out. It was like, you know what, hey, man, if, uh, if we bring our four of y'all together, you know, LaFace want to sign all of y'all after the outcast. Now, he want to sign each one of y'all, but, you know, who to go first? We don't want to be unfair to neither one of y'all, so. That man came with the idea, let's just name Goody Mob and let's, you know, let's just go under the umbrella of Goody Mob. Then y'all can break off to y'all individual, you know, aspirations. And that's really how it went down. For sure. What about you, Kujo? Um, I know what, man, well, the thing about Goody Mob, especially all four of us, man, it's almost like we like on the job type of training. So once we once we figured out the name of the the, the album was gonna be Soul Food, we kind of broke it down into like 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 four food groups to kind of really relate to everybody. Or like when people asked us questions about it, and you know each one of us played like a um, one of the four food groups. Like I was the meat, Git was the vegetables, or uh, Timo was the bread, and Celo was the water. So that was a way that we blame the people. On you know saying well, what is you know what is good at or what is soul food for but just like Timo said you know we was from from different sides of um Atlanta man Timo and, and CeeLo was from Southwest Atlanta and Gip was from East Point Atlanta and I was from Northwest Atlanta you know what I'm saying so that right there brought you know what I'm saying brought a collage of experience man of, of, of slain or of thought process and everything man so that's the best way you know what I'm saying I could I probably I could explain it. For sure. I like what you guys did on your last album cover. Um, I, I forget the name of the album, but it came out in like 2013, and you guys are all different elements. I thought that was pretty cool. World Apart. Uh, or Age Against the Machine. Yeah. Age Against the Machine. That was hey. a dope album. <sighs> so, Giff, how about you? What are your opinions on all this? Um... I just think it's just it's, it's, it's how we respond, King. It was, it was how we respond because all of us are, are, are hip hop heads. All of us had the people that we listened to beforehand before we even got into the industry. You know what I mean? My, my heroes before I even got into the industry, the two rappers that I created Gift with was Ice T and Chuck D. So it's like with that, I just always knew that at the end of the day, that's how I kind of created my own style because I wanted to stay player, but I wanted to give knowledge too. You know what I mean? So. That, I just think it just worked well being that I landed in a group like Goody Mom. Sure. What about you, CeeLo? Uh, same here. I think I think Timo said the best. Uh, it was um, informal, uh, but essentially uh, the Goody Mob uh, was initiated as a compilation album, if you will, the way that we kind of mm -hmm. consider Southern Playlistic, Cadillac Music, uh, Outkast's debut album, you know, even though it's their their formal debut release, um, 
and they were the you know they were the focal point. It still was a collaborative effort with all of the different elements and opinions and input, uh, perspectives, and you know everything that everybody had to offer. We all open um, each other's influence, and so we celebrated individuality because everybody was strong in a particular uh, position. You know, and, um, and it was it was really simple as that. And you know, fortunately for us, we stumbled upon something. Uh, of a synergy, and it kept us together consecutively throughout um, a 10 years span and three uh, certified gold and, and platinum plus uh, projects together. Um, you know, so we, we, we benefited from uh, the allowance uh, and, you know, uh, of each, uh, other, each other's individual perspectives. And I always considered it, you know, like, you know, like a uh, a heterosexual version of the, the <laughs> of the village people. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if you uh, if you understand what I'm saying, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I just said that it was it was really unique. Even though we had um we had the camaraderie and there was a um. Um, you know, there, there was uniformity in the way that we kind of played our positions, but we we, we brought different elements, style, identity, soul, uh, perspective, you know, stance, you know, all that kind of stuff. We, you know, we just put it all in the pot, you know, like and, and cook. For sure. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm basically repeating what everybody else said. Yeah. What I think, what I, um, what I want to applaud you for is like, you, you've never been afraid to take your shirt off. Like, in any interview or like music video, you're the first guy to take your shirt off. It's true. <laughs> you no, know, it, it, it's true, man. Like for a big dude, man. You know, um, yeah, it's it's all in good fun, man. Everything I did, I, everything I've ever done is, as far as that stuff is concerned, like just been out of fun, just being ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's the uh, south thing, man. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, being being beautiful in in Atlanta, Georgia, man. Women like like men with big bellies, man. You know, so. You know, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing, CeeLo, um, like, I'm, I'm basically considered an adult now because I'm 19, but I still occasionally, <laughs> I, I occasionally, I occasionally watch cartoons and um, I'm not afraid to admit it. My, uh, my favorite cartoon actually is Teen Titans Go. And when I saw you, when I saw you like make, you were like literally on the show and you had like that theme song. How did that come about? Um, I, uh, basically the opportunity, uh, presented, was presented to me by the agency that I was uh, with, partnered with at the time, William Morris. And, you know, they have, you know, film and television division, uh, touring division, so on and so forth. Uh, they're an artist agency. So it came by way of just a collaboration and, you know, uh, a collaborative effort of just trying to broaden the, the, the um, um, Broaden the, uh, the the brand. You know what I'm saying like you know like embellishing upon the brand, doing different things. People thought that I had an interesting speaking voice and thought that maybe I could possibly uh, you know do 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 well uh, in that capacity. You know, and, voiceover. and, uh, and ultimately I did it, and, uh, and I've done it successfully a couple of times. Uh, yes, King Titans, American Dad, you know, uh, Boondocks, uh, you know, to name a few. Oh shit! Wait, oh, and then Hotel Transylvania. So I did that one too. Weren't you like yeah. the the talking like hot tub on American Dad? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god! I remember that I episode. Think, I didn't think nothing of it, so I can't even really fully take the credit, man. It, it wasn't my idea. It wasn't initiated by me. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just a little bit of follow through and a little bit of uh, audacity to just you know try new things. For sure. It was dope, man. It was. So Timo, on one of your um, interviews, I uh, you were saying how you kind of feel like all the artists nowadays, in a sense, kind of sound sound alike. And after doing like some research on the group, and I I kind of need clear like clarification on this. It, it, there's supposedly like generations to the Dungeon Family. Like future somehow is on associated with the Dungeon Family. Like how does that come about? But it's uh. His cousin, his first cousin, is Rico Wade. 
So we remember Future when he was a little boy. He used to come over there and watch us rap in the studio and hang at, at, at the dungeon and just be in the whole atmosphere. And one day about him, he watched what was going on. He kept a real good eye on what was going on. And his work ethic was impacted. When everybody would go to sleep and would leave at night, I'd pop back up at night, you know, when I had nothing to do, just to holler at Riggs, see what's going on. And he'd be in the Record, record, mm-hmm. record. So I knew, I knew one day something great was going to happen to that guy. And, you know, and it did. And much, much love and much respect to him for it. You know, I was glad to have him a part of the family. Does he stay in contact with you guys at all? Oh, yeah. We, we stay we out of time, most definitely. Mm. Most definitely. That's Number dope. love. Yeah. So, Cujo, how did. So DJ Vlad is like definitely one of the top um, like media outlets right now. It's like the Breakfast Club, Sway in the Morning, DJ Vlad, Sometimes No Jumper. How did that interview come about? Uh, actually, man, uh, um, a friend of mine that reached out to me. He's like, man, uh, you never did Vlad before? I was like, no, not not really. I ain't never did it before. So he got me in contact with this guy named Mafia. And I think Mafia is the uh, young brother that was doing all of the graphics and stuff for um, Vlad. Mm. And um, I reached out to him. I was like, well, shit, just see if he's interested. Because I, I didn't think he'd really be interested. Because I was just like, shit, okay, yeah, whatever. I tried. It's worth nothing beats a failure but a try. So mm-hmm. I tried and reached out to him. Then next thing you know, man, uh, Mafia got back to me. He's like, hey, man, I mean, he says, Says man, he'd love to do interview you, man. It's like man, you guys, Goody Mob is one of um one of his favorite groups out of uh, of all times. I was like, man, you know, with that type of invitation, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't pass that up, man, to, to do that. So you know what I'm saying? Shout out to him, man, for keeping it for keeping it one K. You know, really, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I didn't expect it to go as well as it did. You know what I'm saying? When you hear about a lot of comments on him or who he is or what type of work to do. But it was, to me, man, it was just like a regular interview, man, really, to me. It was a dope interview, though, man. You Appreciate guys, that. You guys all have a lot to say. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly really honored to have you guys all on the same video chat. Like, you guys are dope. So, so Gip, I'll start with you. What, do you. what have you guys all done to, in some sort of way to stay relevant or continue other – um, ventures like Stilo's been in in TV shows. I know one of you guys have written a book. Like, what have you done? Oh man! <laughs> Tell him about it, bye. Tell him about it, bye. Music. Get that more movies than all of us. <laughs> I mean, movies. I, I did a few things, man. Uh, movies. Uh, uh, trying to keep the music going, and at the same time, just staying uh, staying sharp. Oh, you know, just as an artist, you know what I mean? Just staying sharp. As far as what we're getting into now, it's like uh, get ready to, to launch the CBD line and soon the, soon the cannabis line once we get to, get back to L.A. But the, the CBD line will be in uh, Atlanta next week. That's dope. Have you um have you been talking to Cocaine about his, like, new strand, strain that he's making? Like, what's it called? It's like the Cocaine strain or whatever? Yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> he doing it, man. Everybody should get into it, man. Right now, I mean, right now, you know, I mean, cannabis right now is a necessity out out west. So everybody who's in the game out west get money right now. So that's one place that's not does not does not hurt. So it's, it's what for sure. It's really relevant out here because if I'm correct, Washington was like one of the first places for it to be like legalized. So like, there's it's definitely Y'all huge. Got the well, I remember yeah. we used to come, we used to come up there, man. Like y'all had the best weed in the world. It was y'all in yes, San Francisco. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's Seattle and San Francisco got the best weed, and then right in the middle of y'all, y'all got Humboldt County. So you know they got the best. For so, sure. Yeah, it is. What about you, Timo? What have you done to continue other business ventures? Oh man, I got some lovely things in the making right now, man. I'm actually uh in the process of uh reading a script that they want me to play Red Fox. You know, once all this stuff is said and done, I just spoke with the gentleman today. I'm going to play Red Fox in Las Vegas. You know, they got a, uh, I have like a small little Vegas residence 
about 10 shows. So we said, not only that, uh, my wife uh, runs a dance studio, and uh, one of our little girls go to the dance studio. She went viral, you know, and blew up. And it's it's actually spun into a television show for my wife. Uh, it's called Atlanta Dance Moms. So um, we got that thing about to crack off right now. Um, that Just signed the contract for that this week. So, you know, we got that going. That's going to be really in the near future. <coughs> uh, stuff going on right now. Um, you know, it, it's lovely, man. And I, I just really been playing my position as, as a hip-hop artist. You know, trying to just fall in line with that because that's my first love. That's what my heart and my desire are. You know, I, I don't work on records and drop records. They just haven't gotten the response that I want, but they got the love that that I I need to keep going. They keep me motivated, keep me inspired. For sure, you know, right. and um, that's that's my lifeline. I'm just sitting in my studio producing music. That's that's how I live. You know, that's that's how I make it through each each and every day. Just having that freedom to express myself on my music, man. And that's what I'm gonna keep me out of here. For sure. Almost to the house, boy. So CeeLo, like everyone knows you've done crazy adventures, adventures and everything. Like um I've listened to your your new single, Lead the Way. Is that what it's called, right? Oh, it's called Lead Me, yeah. Yeah, that song's dope, man. Do you have anything else in the works right now? Um, well, fortunately for all of us that we're still uh, you know, independent artists. And so I did I did a one-off situation uh for that particular project and it won't um it will enable me to do uh, a multitasking or, or do a couple of different things at once. I really would like to do simultaneously all of these projects that we have uh, pending uh, and, we're, and we're in the process of, of uh, you know, and that's doing uh, another Goody Mob album as we speak. And then that's also working on a new Nars Barkley. So I got my hands in a couple of, um, in a couple of jars, man, like, you know, trying to, trying to do, do what I can without, without allowing anything to suffer. You know what I'm saying? Sounds good. That's dope, man. What about you, Cujo? Oh, um, well, this Friday, man, I was supposed to be releasing my new album called Echoes of the Legend. Ooh. And um, that'll be out on all platforms, man. And I most definitely got the Goody Mob on that thing, man, representing with me. And um, that's what it's all about, man. The fans, the fans won't let me, won't let me sit down and not do nothing. So that's what it's all about, man. Especially these days and time, man. People want to hear new music, man, especially from that some of one of their favorite artists and then their favorite group. So man, yeah, Echoes of a Legend, man, comes out tomorrow, bro. That's dope. What is um, Congrats. What is the um relevance between uh your name Cujo and the the movie the dog Cujo? Is that does that overlap at all? Well, the, the thing about the thing that I like about um about growing and about being, um, having your senses exercised, man, you get a chance to do a lot of research. But I really did research to see where that name Cujo comes from. That's not really the way you spell it, man. It's really spelled C-U-D-J-O, Cudjo. Huh. And really that was the name of the last uh, transatlantic slave that was over here in America. And the reason why they called him Cujo was because he was born on Monday and they didn't, he didn't have a name. So they gave the slave that was born on Monday the name Cudjo. So I'm going to roll with that one. <laughs> I'm going to roll with that one for now. I really think it was a, some type of sabotage, some type of conspiracy for us not to know really who Cujo really was as far as him being portrayed as a dog. So there had to be some reason why they would call or make a movie called Cujo and have the name portrayed as a dog. But when you actually look that word up, man, and um, spell it differently the way it's supposed to be spelled, yeah, you you really can um, you really can unlock some doors, man, to the to to my history. So I'm gonna roll with that one forever. Yes, that's way better than the dog version. Plus, right. that wasn't that good either. <laughs> <laughs> But I like St. Bernard's, man. They some cool ass dog. They just slob a lot though, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just stuck with some really barking chihuahuas at my house. <laughs> 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 Lupa. 
<laughs> oh man. So, Gip. Yeah. What is? Because you guys are all from Atlanta. How do you guys follow like the new, the new groups or the new artists that come out of Atlanta? Like, oh, of course. Amigos. That's a specialty of mine. I I stay on top of everything that's going on in Atlanta. So, what you want to know about? How do you guys like? Do you guys, in, in a sense, take credit for like all these newer like hip hop groups that have formed in 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 Atlanta at all, or do you just market? Well, we got to. We, we we take credit because at the end of the day, anybody that rap in Atlanta, they either rap like one of us. It's it's one of the six out of the Dungeon Family. That's all the styles were made up from my style. If you singing, you doing low. If you on you on you on the Georgia trap. You on, you talking about Joe? You talking, you talking about the the, uh, the 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 knowledge knowledge with King Street Street knowledge? You talking about team knowledge? You talking about the player? You talking about giving? So I mean, like everybody ain't got everybody ain't got. With, I'm sat down with all of them, man. From to long way to, I've sat down with all of them, and all of them just say that you know we are the inspirations. We surely are the inspirations as far as when it comes to fashion. No crew has done what we've done with fashion. Nope. So with that being said, we broke all the rules early. You know what I mean? So that's 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 to a certain degree. That's why Atlanta to me. That's the reason why we are have been a have been ahead of everybody for so long because we broke all the rules and we made the kids feel like it's it's nothing that you should be ashamed of. Express, you know, I had to stand when we first came out. A lot of people couldn't understand our dialect. So the biggest thing I thought, I said, "Well, if you don't understand our dialect, I bet you remember what we look like." <laughs> so that's and it's worked. And you guys have all kept like the same hairstyles um, throughout the years too. Like CeeLo's always, <laughs> CeeLo's always involved. You got the braids. You just got but the braids. Lord, all kind of haircut. Low <laughs> <laughs> had all kind of haircuts, man. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had some hair. That's where the wigs came from. Like, I always wanted hair. I met my hair up putting perms in my hair early. <laughs> oh man. If I could grow my hair, I would grow my hair like Eddie Murphy in Vampire in Brooklyn. So, Sila, what's the importance for you to like co collab with all these like Atlanta artists or artists in general, like you know, like Nipsey Hussle, Quavo, anyone like that? Because like I tell people, like for you, if you wanted to, you could never do a full song again and just do choruses, and you'd be fine. You'd be like. Whenever you're a chorus for a song or a feature, I'm like, oh shit, CeeLo Green's on this one. <laughs> oh shit. You know what? Um I think I think I think, you know, being kind of set aside to do or singled out to do hooks, you know, I think it's the way that we um anybody who who's mastered that as a craft, it's a way that we a, a particular skill set of how we're able to paraphrase or summarize or you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so I I, I think in terms of just not not free form or lyric, but I think in terms of you know concept or story uh, storyline playwright. I mean that's that's the way I, I I view music in terms of sheet in terms of you know like it, it technically. So um, I just learn how to I learn how to you know summarize songs in that kind of way. And uh, after a while, it became my staple when I had done it so much for us internally. Um, you know, people started to reach out to me about doing doing hooks and, and, and you know, and, and appearances and just collaborating in general. And so I took to that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, I took, I took it as a compliment, um, you know, because it was an acknowledgement as well of, you know, what, what I had become, you know, pretty, pretty uh, consistent with. So, you know, anytime any one of the young ones reach out to me, you know, I take it as a... Uh, as a love language and an acknowledgement, and you know you got you got to answer that. You know you got you got to answer that with with reciprocated love, and that's that's why we go and, and we 
and we um and we uh we do our thing and we, and we keep the tradition going for sure but you, you know cocaine says he's the he's a master of all the choruses he's, he says he's the hook king yeah <laughs> for sure he is rest rest in peace to nate dog that guy's like t-pain when i kind of stopped when i kind of oh, had my moment you know as far as the south t-pain kind of came in and took over that that slot and he killed it he's great at hooks for sure what i like about your voice you have like one of the most unique voices i've heard like see you sound like you're um <laughs> on like helium like 24 7 and it's kind of yeah. <laughs> I know I, I heard that man, but you know I I don't know I I just I, I don't see myself in that in that way. As a matter of fact, I don't hear myself like that. Like I just hear my own regular speaking voice. But if people think it's unique, then I won't. You know I roll with that. <laughs> just, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a dope name for an album, man. Helium. That's I think dope. I roll with that. I think I roll with unique. Yeah, that's dope. There we go. That works. So Timo. Yes. What have what do you think your group has done to make sure you stand out from all these hip hop groups that started in the nineties, such as you guys, like, you know, like there's so many, when you do the research, there, there were so many hip hop groups in the nineties and you, you guys stood out for sure. What did you guys do to do that? Excuse me. One moment guys. I mean, I just personally think that we just, we just made it our, our business to try to be original, to try to do whatever we felt was necessary to make us stand apart and not follow the trends and not follow crowds. And I try to sound or be like nobody else, but just to be like ourselves. And then we also really making sure that we raised the Atlanta flag. You know, it was all about the South, all about Atlanta at that time, because the world was all about the West Coast and the North at that time. It was all about East Coast, West Coast beef. And the South slipped in and been holding it down 20 plus right now. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it, that, that's part of it, man. It was just, It was the timing of it. It was perfect timing. We couldn't have planned it out better, man. You know, we had been working. We had been grinding in the studio trying to get it done, trying to be heard. And the Lord allowed it to happen, you know, in the way that it happened at, at the perfect time, bro. For sure. You know? so, so. Now, this is a question for all you guys because, you, you know, like, of course, um, over the years, you, you guys have all had peers that have passed away, whether they're solo artists or have been in groups. And some groups have had to disband because of that. And one thing that you guys have done, you guys have all seemed like you've stayed really healthy. What have you guys done to stay healthy? Start with you, Cujo. <laughs> <That's silly. laughs> man, uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, I guess, man, I had I had to compare, I had to compare rap to rock and roll, man. Really, you know what I'm saying? Rock and roll, they do some really hard things in rock and roll. You know what I mean? But I think right now, man, being in, in rap, man, and then being how old we are, man, just being cognizant of what's going on, man, and what kind of food we eat, man, what, what, what type of things we put in our body, man. It's, you can only do so much, man. You feel me? At the end of the day, you can only, you can only do so much, man. But, man, I, I say, man, just praying, man, and trying to eat, staying away from the pork, man, staying away from all. Uh, Eating bats and monkeys and um. Oh yeah! <laughs> 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 just playing, man. I was just playing, man. Oh no, man. Hey, like I say, man, just you know, just surround myself, man, with people that love me, man. Just, just keep it moving, man. <laughs> you know what it is, King. Uh, we don't we, in our group. We don't. We don't really. We we don't do too much. Too much partying. Now, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think we got out just enough time where we saved ourselves during our thirties and we got that right. So we was we was, I, we was off the chain the, the, the first year, man. We was off the chain. We was off the chain like anybody else. But you know, like with us two, I think one thing that I think helped this group is that we started our families early, which made us have to do certain things and, and behave a certain way. Right, you know, right. So, you know, like you looking around now, you looking at all the stars, everybody happy to have kids. Like we did that on our first album when that was against the rules in the music business. Mm. And so we broke that rule too. <laughs> so it's like, shit, I mean, I just think that us having kids young really made us grow up a little faster because, you know, 
we had kids to have to go back home to, and we couldn't all the way be the artist. We had our years where we could be the artist once our kids got here, but you know, you still you couldn't live a life, you know, like like how rock and rollers did it. Rock and rollers did it for twenty four seven all day. You know, they never came out of that that persona. And I think that we always kept a little bit of humanity with us, even at our height of of, of making records. You know what I mean? We we kept our families around. We kept our children around. I mean, it's it's so many programs with us and my kids, and that's all of us. You know what I mean? So I, I just think it's just a testament of us not making making time for our family and making time for ourselves, and that's probably the reason why we've lasted. Because when you look around, a lot of our friends that we came in the game with, a lot of them didn't make it. You know what I mean? Uh, Pimp not here, Soldier Slim not here. You know, a lot of people not here that, that, that we actually had real relationships with. So with that, that also made us have to uh, realize that we wasn't, uh, and we, that we could die early. You know what I mean? Like we, we right. it, it, you know, feeling, feeling invincible when you're young, you just feel like you can't nothing happen to you or nothing. And, you know, man, for those guys' life to be snatched away, and it made you have to realize, you know, pot's gone, big gone. You know, we knew all them guys personally. We did our first tours with big. We did, we did the pot used to be in Atlanta all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like we did everything. I think we 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 took all those examples and we we uh we learned from them. You know what things not to do because we don't really hang out. You know, we all really home by this. We don't really hang out like in the club like that no more. Like I'd be looking on Instagram, I'd be like, "Damn, am I motherfucker still in the club?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, "Damn, I'm shit." You know, so I, I know I'm almost fifty, and I be seeing four. I know three, four years older than me in the club, so I say, "Shit, man, I'm just glad I got something else to do." Yeah. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yeah. You remember? You remember? They don't dance no more. You was you was in there like an old man in the club. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> man, that was so hard. You would do a job with them down in there too. <laughs> that gray hair, yes, sir. Man, that was so hard, man. And now, man, you just like you saying, man, the same thing, man. You walking there, you gonna see somebody that was gray up in there. For <laughs> they in there, you know. That's funny, but, I, but I'm gonna tell you this, G. It's also the music we made, you know, because when you look, you look, when you look at everybody and what their presentation was to the rap. <laughs> When you look at New York, they was on kind of the Diddy, Drug Dealer, Jay-Z, you know, Biggie. Then you look out west, it was Gangsta, it was E-40, you know what I mean? But when you really look at it right now, what has survived has always, what has survived the game right now has been either consistency or you just wanted the best. E-40 wanted the best. He hadn't, he hadn't stopped putting out records since I've been in the game. Ooh, mm -hmm. So when you, look at, when you look at different artists, you look at Cube, you look at different artists, they they they, they stand consistent with what they do. For sure. So you know that's the biggest thing, man. Just stay in love with what you do, man. And I think if you stay in love with what you do, it it it'll show all over, you, man. You walk around, you number love. Thanks. Forgive me, brother, and uh, Mr. Bird, man. Thank you for your time. I I personally, I got to um, I got to spit out. A little early because I got another interview to do. Got but, it. Um, if you want to continue with the brothers, man, please do be my guest. Thank you for having us. You know, um, um, Goody Mob 25th anniversary. Uh, Goody Mob's unsung airing this Sunday. Please check it out. Goody Mob new new album music um on the way soon. For sure. Thanks for coming. Handle it, low. Handle it. All right. All right. All right, low. All right, Mo. So, Timo, do you have anything you want to add to what they were saying? Oh, uh, yeah. I just think, man, uh, well, I know I, me personally, like they say, we, we, we were at the dungeon trying to teach each other back then how to eat properly, how to eat healthy, how to get off the pork, how to get off the beef. And uh, one of my homeboys told me a long time ago, he said, man, when you eat dead stuff, man, it make you look old fast. He said, think about vegetarians, they eating food raw fresh food that's alive because i mean we i mean and that's that's what i do i try to eat to live right now and the best thing i ever run into lately is of uh beyond the meat burger 
them beyond the meat burgers, they're out of this world to me, man. I put them on the grill and grill them just like regular burgers. Everybody sweated that's man real heat, but it's it's not. <laughs> so, you know, and then I exercise like a fool, man. I do about I do about five to six, seven, eight miles every day. Oh, every shit. day. You know what I'm saying? Every day. So, you know, it, it ain't it ain't by luck. You know what I'm saying? It ain't luck that we that we still rolling like this, man. And then not only that, I do five to six, eight miles. That ain't even including the golf. That's another <laughs> five, eight, nine miles worth of walking. So I might do 25,000, 30,000 steps every single day. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm 48. I guarantee you can't none of them 21-year-old dudes hang with me, man. You know what I'm saying? That's really my motivation, man. I'm trying to show these folks you can live forever. You could do it as long as you ready to do it, as long as you take care of your body, man. You know For what I'm sure. saying? That's what I'm all about right now, bro. As soon as we get out of this, I'm going to the weight room and hit this iron, man, because I'm serious about this, man. Y'all see us, man. I want y'all to know we the best in the business, bro. God put his hand on us. He gave us a purpose. He gave us a reason for the season, man. And this is I have a few more questions for you guys before we wrap up because I know you guys are all busy with <laughs> quarantine and came back to your families and all that. But, um, one thing that I took away from a lot of your interviews is that you guys, you guys had like a different mindset when you were rapping and making your albums. You weren't really, you guys all said that you weren't trying to like push any like warnings when you were like making your songs. But now that when people look back at your songs, they're kind of like, Oh, there were, there were like warning signs in the songs, like, like cell therapy. They're, they're looking through the window, things like that. So yeah. what is your what were your mindsets when you guys first wrote those songs and now when you guys look back 20 years later listening to those songs? I'll start with you, Gip. Um, it, it's so dope about that record because first of all, that record was one of the last two songs we recorded for Soul Food. We recorded Therapy and Dirty South was the last two records. Wow. So um the biggest thing about anything, man, about that particular record is that to be able to sit here 25 years later and 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 these people are still these people are just now really understanding what we were saying they just now starting to apply the knowledge they just now this world had to stop for that record to even look like or feel like what that record was mm. now that record is is deeper than is is it's deeper than ocean because it's like we took we took a book, we gave our own interpretations of what we thought the world would be, and 25 years later, the world is that. Now I don't know no other rap record that has ever done that before. I don't know. It's not one that's made. The only rap record that makes sense in this time of day right now is Good Mob, Cell Therapy. Only record that you could apply to this time. For sure. So with that being said, uh God. He had he had us he had us he he had us on the long run. Like I ain't gonna give it to all y'all at the beginning. I'm I'm gonna say something for y'all because right now, tell me this. I don't care if you the biggest gangster. I don't care if you the biggest drug dealer. You mm. ain't got nothing like cell therapy. Mm. It ain't nothing like cell therapy. I don't care. And to me, I mean, like you gotta look. Certain genres not even gonna come back the way they used to be. Gangster music would never be gangster music again. It'll be a version of it. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, what we do, it's only two artists out right now that even tries to even pick up what we do. That's J. Cole and, and, and Kendrick Lamar. So even in your generation, it's still not not many that's going to travel the road to Goody Mar travel. For sure. Because it's harder to sell knowledge than it is to pull Anything to add to that, Kujo? Man, you know, Gil said it good, man. Um, man, just, just, you know, just dealing with organized noise and just coming out with that, with that track, man, because it was the. That's the first thing you really hear. You know what I mean? Before you hear anybody say something, it's, it's that. And it's like, man, what is, what is coming next? You know what I mean? So. 
man, just to be able to be um in our in our 20s, man, and then be able to comprehend and retain that type of information at that time and then be able to put it in a song where people can not only get it at that time and it still be lingering on now 25 years later, man. Yeah, that's something, that's something what you call a miracle because we didn't know it was going to be like that. All we were trying to do was just, you know, saying let people up north know that, you know, we had some sense down here in Georgia. We knew how to read and we knew, we knew how to read with comprehension too, man. We knew how to research things and, you know what I'm saying, look at what's going on in the street and, and merge that stuff together and, and give you 16 bars. So I, I think it was a well-put-together album. I mean, well-put-together song. And it was a, um, it was damn near a template of what that whole what the whole Goody Mob was about. But every song had different type flavor with it. So we didn't New World order your ass to death on every song. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And we didn't soul food your ass to death on every song either. So Goody Mob, man, it's just a variety of stuff, man. For sure. So Timo. Yes, sir. What what are some positive things that you've seen in hip hop nowadays, and what are some things that you are not really happy about how hip hop is shaped right now? Well, the positive thing I can see in hip hop right now is that it's giving young brothers an outlet. It's giving young brothers a way, you know, to create businesses, to make money, buy for their families, which is an awesome platform. You know, and it's an awesome platform giving young black men a chance, man, not going to jail, not getting locked up, they getting an opportunity, like I said, to travel the world. And to see see what all this this music industry is all about. Right. The negative aspect of it is, I feel like it's not really um, giving all artists an opportunity because the powers that be fund uh, music that's kind of quote unquote dumbed down type music, mm-hmm. music that's not really saying the type of stuff that Goody Mob said. And it's not the artist's fault. What it is is. The major labels and the powers that be dangle these big checks in front of you know normal artists, artists like Goodemar, artists like Kids, artists that's out here starving trying to get be heard. You know they they getting money dangled in front of them and they're not really able to to be all that they really want to be. It's like they are kind of trying to make sure they make music that's satisfying to the powers that they have them that write the checks so that they can get cut as opposed to just making good music For sure. so that is that's the thing in the past that's what i don't like about the music right now sure. you know but it ain't about me not liking it it's about me doing something about it being proactive now you got an opportunity to be heard again to be promoted again on a major scale and to, and to give y'all the best of goody man that's what it's all about uh, i personally Bad. think you know, I was jumping off the uh, jumping off the subject just a tad bit. I personally think that this whole thing was set up. You know, this this whole experience that we're all going through right now was planned by the powers that be. You know, because it was very ironic that 1,600 CEOs stepped down right before this jumped off. Yeah, you like Bill Gates. That was weird. Hey man, and that's just one. We're talking about 1,600 CEOs since September, have stepped down. Hmm. Right on time, man. Right before the stock market crash, right before all these businesses going under, right before Delta can't even get 25 people on a plane, right on time, right? You know, perfect timing for 1,100 CEOs. So, you know, I'm going to leave it at that, man. I'm going to put it in the music. I'm going to put it in the music. You're going to hear about that. You're going to hear about this. Yep. And we time travelers, man. You know, good and all, we already been here and seen this, man, before. That's why we went back and showed y'all on sale therapy, man. You know, so, you know, we, we had some opportunities, man, to see some things that everybody wasn't exposed to. So I'm very thankful that we had that opportunity, man. I'm, I'm thankful that we still got a platform. I'm thankful, thankful that I still got breath in my body. I'm thankful that we all still help, that we still here. We love each other as brothers, man. For sure. And we're ready to go. We're ready to go. Yes. TTT. Yes. So, Kip. <laughs> yes. What is some advice that you wish that you were given at an early state in your music career that you want to share to people now that you can enlighten people with? 
Uh, I ain't gonna tell you no lie, man. I I be very, 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 very honest. Um, one of the things that I think that uh I would have just waited on, I would have waited on uh I would have waited on getting married and, and and just closing myself off and not being able to really find out the truth in my true self before I just gave myself away like that because it's like I didn't have a chance to really grow as an artist. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't had I didn't had a chance and I think you know when you look at the success of Drake, when you look at the success of three thousand, when you look at the success of certain people, like even with Ludacris, people like that, a lot of people kinda like they they they, they took they 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 uh their opportunity a little bit more personal. You know what I mean? Because they, they, they made sure that they uh they got everything they wanted out of this before they started, you know, you know, you, you know, because once you start a family, once you get, you go to the girl and shit, man, you kind of get thrown off. You don't get to go to the studio like you used to. You don't get to do a lot of stuff that you used to be able to do once you start a family. So I just think I should have just did it a little later, like probably on the third album instead of the first. And then I think I would have been able to kind of master, you know, uh, this business a little bit more, you know, because, you know, not, not being able to concentrate on this business, when you look at other people, Yes, it's because they, they they took the time out to really learn this shit, and and, and they were selfish about themselves. But you know that that's not what I come from, so I can only you know deal with how I come, the way I came into the game. You know what I mean? And I come from a mother and father, so it's all that's been together my entire life. So that was my life. But mm. just to, just knowing, looking back now, it was <laughs> having a family and having to deal with fame and all that shit. As a young man, it was it was it was uh it was confusing a lot of times, man. It was hard. It was hard because you know in some places that uh some places you sh you should have took a little more time and put a little more time in it. You 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 was away because you you started another situation. So that's all, you know. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's all good, man. We 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 got here. The game is good, and and and, and just to be able to say. Goody Mob is the most relevant group from the '90s. Period. Right now, for sure, biggest group from the '90s. Yeah. So it's, right now, I don't. I ain't really tripping off of of how it, how it, uh, how it unfolded. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that. Uh, I think I would have been goddamn a fool with it, boy. If I had just got them, you know. Because right now, when I look at Drake, I'm like, man, that's the con con consecutive. Hit record, hit record, hit record, hit record, and really master his shit. So when he put this music shit down, he ain't got to worry about it no more. Mm -hmm. That's all. You know what I mean? And, you know, 3000 did the same. He did, he did his great album. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think I think that uh, maybe I was going to come in this fourth quarter. That's what we're looking for. For sure. So it's all good. That's the only thing I would have, I would have, I think that I regret from my young age. Just, just. Just, I, I think I would have just dealt with my business of, of being an entertainer before I, I, I tried to, you know, be a daddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I totally agree that's with that. I think that's a, that's important to hear from people like you. Like, honestly, like, um, I kind of think the same way when it comes to, like, kids or getting married or anything like that. Yeah, man. Say, get, 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 man, you young, man. You young, man. I'm going to tell you this. One of my millionaire friends told me this. He said, hey, man, I wish somebody would have told me this but said, man, his uncle told him when he was young, he said, don't get married till you're 35 years old. Because when you're 35 in your 20s, you don't know shit. You don't know shit. You just got them trying to figure yourself out. But this, but, but one of my mentors named Rossi from the Bahamas, he said, man, if I, if, if, hey, man, you don't get married till you're 35. Because once you get, once you, once you're 35, you know who you are. You put the money up. You indeed, you, you know, you in, you secured yourself in, in, in your career. He just said it, it's 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 just smarter, man. It's smarter, but you know you got to remember now. Black people always we didn't have that. You stuff like that. And talk to us. The biggest thing a black man taught is hey, get a girl. People not you mean people that have money. So had had to lay down with. You know what I mean? So with that, they say this is a gift in our culture to always have a woman. But at the same time, 
as you see other coaches, they 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 play it out. They plan it out more. And it's like <laughs> it's just just being at this age, you gotta understand, you know, cause cause if this this shit that's happening to Goody Mob ain't gonna happen, ain't gonna happen to nobody else. You know what I mean? It might not happen to nobody else. So, you know, well where we being able to go back and change our mistake, other people are not because they didn't have the same material. For sure. Well, Timo and uh, Cujo, I'll ask you guys one final question, and then we'll wrap this up. I'll start with you, Cujo. What is some uh, advice that you give to up-and-coming artists, creators, influencers? Oh, man. I mean, I just say, man, just uh, educate yourself, man, in the business you're getting into. If you like, if you like the music industry, you know what I'm saying? Educate yourself on how you get paid. You don't always have to really rap to be in the music industry, man. It's all type of it's all type of aspects of the, of the music industry. You feel me? So that's my thing, man. Just learn about the industry, man, and um, figure out how you get paid, man, and just keep it moving. For sure. Timo, any advice? Man, the biggest advice I can give, man, to to everybody right now, man, is to to be very humble, to study your craft to the best of your ability, to live and breathe and die about this thing, man, if you want to be a part of it. And um, and you keep God first, man. Keep God first in your life and ask him, and he'll guide you, man. Let him fight your battle. Let him guide you where you need to go, man, and you'll, get, you'll definitely get there. Because I'm going to tell you, this is a very, very devilish industry that you're dealing with. It, it ain't no love. It's all about money. You know, and progression and, and being successful. Ain't nobody think about nothing else. But right now, God put the world on hold so everybody could press the reset button. So now it's time to reset, get your mind together. And if you don't come out swinging this time, just put your fist down, buddy. And just go take that ear, man, because it's over for you. <laughs> Real deal, man. We all got time to get in here and write these records, get in here, do everything we need to get done. We got time, ain't nobody getting ahead of us right now, ain't nobody doing no shows, ain't nobody out here doing no TV shows, ain't nobody doing nothing right now. But staying quarantined at the house, so it's about utilizing your time wisely, you know what I mean? You know, stay focused on whatever you're trying to do, you know, and complete, complete your tasks, complete your tasks. For sure. Well, um, once we wrap up, I'll, I'll ask uh, Lakeisha for your guys' emails and stuff so I can send you the cover art and all that stuff so we can wrap up. And uh, I usually um, I usually finish by saying it's the Nash podcast and then giving you guys all a chance to say your names. But uh, CeeLo isn't here, so um, which one of you guys has the best CeeLo Green impression? Oh, we ain't got one. <laughs> 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 so we'll, we'll just wrap it up and we'll I'll just say this is DJ this is a NAS podcast and you guys will say your name and I'll say thank you and then wrap it up so this is the NAS podcast with Kujo Goody Big Gil Timo Goody awesome Kilo Green <laughs> well, <laughs> <Kilo> Green <laughs> thank you so All much right. guys stay safe thank you man Peace. Peace.